وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته مكتساب أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا تيو ما شاء الله I'm told that you're in a very beautiful town Queenstown so subhanallah it looks like it's a royal town inshallah may Allah ta'ala make your deliberation and inshallah your program successful and may the ummah benefit مكتساب inshallah the platform is yours may Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq to make amal السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بارك الله فيكم وسلم كريم الله جل ولا accept all your duas آمين 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 يا رب العالمين نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب شرح لي صدري وَيَسِلِّي أَمْرِي وَحْلُ الْأُقْدَةً مِنْ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي سُبْحَانَكَ لَا عِلْمَ لَنَا إِلَّا مَا عَلَّمْتَنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْعَلِيمُ الْحَكِيمُ All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Today is a Mubarak, honorable, blessed day of Jumu'ah Friday The 19th of Sha'ban 1445 With the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla wa Today we focus on chapter 33 And that is Surah Al-Ahzab and verses number 35 and we thank all our technicians our junaid muta dawood muta and our riyaz muta so what had happened was umma salama radiyallahu ta'ala anha she was the honorable wife and spouse of mustafa habibuna sallallahu alaihi wasallam but she came one day and said ya rasulullah o mustafa habibuna sallallahu alaihi wasallam When one reads the noble Qur'an, the glorious Qur'an, we find Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla only addressing the masculine gender. And this is common in when you study the languages, Semitic languages, Arabic, Hebrew, Syriac, and so forth. How come the feminine are not really being addressed? Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla revealed this verse, chapter 33, verse 35, And now when we're on the threshold, just now 10-12 days, we will be in the month of Ramadan, inshallah, al-Aziz. Almighty Allah states, inculcate, imbue within yourself these 10 qualities, every Muslim male and female, and then you will be successful and prosperous in this world and the year after. So let us discuss each one of these 10 qualities, chapter 33 and verse number 35. إِنَّ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَالْمُسْلِمَاتِ Verily, the believing men and the believing women. So those who submitted, surrendered themselves externally to Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. Whatever Almighty Allah Jalla Wala informed us, we accept it. Whatever Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu teachings, preachings are, we submit, surrender to it lovingly, willingly, sincerely. Even though it is supra-logical, with our puny little brains, we cannot comprehend and perceive it. 
Similarly, the next quality, وَالْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ Islam is the external. I'm speaking to you live from Queenstown, and you are listening to me in South Africa, Africa, different parts of the world. هَذَا مِنْ فَضْلِ رَبِّي The grace of Almighty Allah. So that is the external is functioning with the mercy and grace and benevolence of Allah. But internally, the ruh, the soul, the spirit is there. So Iman is that soul, is that spirit. Internally, that's the motivating force. Therefore, all Allah addresses us 89 different places in the Noble Quran. Ya ayyuhalladzina amanu, ay iman walo, O you who believe, those who have attained the true faith, in the inner recesses of your heart, it is entrenched right inside your heart. You must have absolutely no doubt at all. So, wal-mu'minina wal-mu'minat, and those who have the male and female who have iman, that this must be absolutely no doubt, and that will be the criteria for success. Wal-qanitina wal-qanitat, and those who are obedient to all, Allah, the male and female, whether it is summer, winter, whether it is khalwa and jalwa, our private life, our public life, whether it is sarra and darra, whether it is good conditions or difficult times. So at all times we remain obedient to Almighty Allah to make manifest our love for Almighty Allah. Innal muhibba muti'u. When you say you love somebody, then you're obedient to that person there. Yeah, Allah Azza wa Jalla is the supreme being, the one and only worthy of worship. Every minute, every moment, every second, his bounties and favors are recurring, showering upon us. And the belief, those men and women who are obedient to all Allah at all times, all places, all circumstances. And those men and women who are truthful today, how many lies we speak and we think how shrewd we are, how intelligent we are. If the police stops us and they ask, why are you driving 180 to 100? We will say our grandfather passed away, our mother passed away. Then if the sharp shoot Maulana, Imam, he will say, yes, I didn't speak lies. I didn't tell him when my grandfather passed away, my grandmother, mother passed away. She passed away five years ago, so I was not lying. Now, all this just to massage our ego. We know we're lying, but we try and justify everything. So the true Muslim at all times, all places, remember they're speaking the truth and not lies. To speak lies is a haddath akadab. When they speak lies, that's a sign of the munafikin and the hypocrites, Allah forbid, the hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Muslim Sharif. And the next quality, the fourth quality, that those male and female who exercise patience, fortitude, and we continue with the righteous deeds. So that's also patience. We abstain and refrain from the vices and sins. Now the weekend is starting. How many movies, how many pornography, how many Hollywood, Bollywood, Robin Hood, Tiger Hood, Shaitan, you're going to see. So stay away from all that. And if and when a calamity comes, say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. Chapter 2, verses 155, 156, 157. Inna lillahi, verily we belong to Almighty Allah, and unto Him is the return. 
So sabr has a broad connotation, the patience, and invite others also. وَتَوَاسُوا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاسُوا بِالْسَبْرِ وَالْخَاشِعِينَ وَالْخَاشِعَاتِ And those people who exercise and practice on humility. Humility does not mean we have to wear torn clothes and all that. Nay, humility means we must embrace the truth. And we must not look down and despise people and consider ourselves superior. He, Habibuna, Rasulullah, defined the pride and arrogance and said, Batarul Haq. When the truth dawns, we don't want to accept it. We reject it. And we consider ourselves to be superior. And if somebody tells us something for our own good, then we consider him or her, for that matter, inferior. And we despise them and so forth. So that is unacceptable. And when we read our five daily salat regularly, punctually, so we will then develop that quality of khushu and khudu, humility, devotion, dedication. وَالْمُتَسْوَدِّقِينَ وَالْمُتَسْوَدِّقَاتِ And chapter number 7 now. Those men and women who give out charity, and they are giving out charity in cash and kind. Sometimes they're giving the Muslims, sometimes the non-Muslims, the voluntary charity you give to non-Muslims, zakat, sadaqatul fitr, all that you give to Muslims. So daily, O oh Muslim, spend something on the, in the path of Almighty Allah. Empower humanity. That is the sign that we love Almighty Allah. We love Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah ke makhluk par kharj karna hai. Or Allah ke khazana se lena hai. We will take from the treasures, unlimited treasures of Almighty Allah. And spend on the creation of Almighty Allah, jalla who is the minister of finance in Islam? Sayyidina Bilal, and the caller to prayer, the African Mu'azzin, when you go to Damish, Damascus, you go to his grave, Mubarak, you see it's written there on the wall, Mu'azzinu Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa waziru ma'alihi, the Mu'azzin of the Master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his minister of finance. Go open Shamayla Tirmidhi, Anfiq ya Bilal, Anfiq ya Bilal, spend, spend, O Bilal, from the public treasury, from the Baytul Mal. Wala taqsha min zil arushi iqlal, Bilal, iqlal. You see how the Master, the beautiful Arabic language, explained to humanity and posterity. Never fear the one who possesses the arsh and the throne and the entire universe. That those resources will diminish. Nay, Allah Ta'ala's khazana treasures. They never ever diminish. So, mashallah, we had A and C here, and that is a load shedding. Last night when I came to sleep, there was load shedding. And now when I woke up, there was load shedding. And now, mashallah, exactly 5 a.m. South African time. So now the light came back. Allah give the A and C hidayat, you know. So remember that they promise everything, but they can't get the electricity right. So all that promises, just, you know, hollow promises. And those women and women who will be fasting. Now we fast, very good, keep our qada fast. Ramadan Mubarak, we are fasting to make our love so manifest to Allah. 
Ya Allah, my favorite food is there. That my delicious drink is there. Water, juice, whatever. My fruit that I love is there. Everything is there. No one is watching. But I love you so much, Ya Allah. I will not break my fast. I will wait till sunset. And then after 12, 15, 18, 20 hours, depending which country, continent you are, then I will break my fast. And then that smile comes to that person. Look at the Muslim children five years old six years old seven years old they already telling their parents from now you must wake me up suhoor time sehri time three four o'clock in the morning oh non-muslim just ask and interact with the muslim ramadan the month of barakat khairat sadaqat the month of charity the month of fasting the month of showing our true love for all Allah. what is the meaning of ramadan oh muslim to burn and incinerate our sins. Now the quality number nine. Today this is a big problem locally, nationally, internationally. And they are those men and women who protect their private parts. They lead a chaste and a pure life. Today people just want to park their rifle wherever they can. Park in front, park at the back, Adam and Eve, Adam and Steve, Madam and Eve, wherever they get parking, just park there. And then they have to go for rifle repairs and all these haram things. And then they call this progress. They call this human rights. We say it's not human rights, it is satanic rights. And therefore, the countries today are suffering so much. I've been to Brazil. I've been to so many countries with the help and mercy of Allah. Go to France. Come to South Africa. Go to all these countries. If you take a true analysis and a true survey, majority of the children born today are haramis, are bees, illegitimate. One day I was in a plane and a lady was there. She started asking me questions. I asked her, Madam, how many ladies, how many children you got? She said five. I said, how many boyfriends or fathers? She said five. I said that when these children grow up, they ask, where's their father? She said, very easy. I said, what you do? She said, I just take them to the graveyard. I just show them one grave. This is your father. That's your father. That's your father. See what a mockery we are playing. We become worse than animals in this modern decadent satanic society of capitalism, secularism, democracy. Democracy is masses for the asses, you must remember that. These politicians, they make us idiots and fools, but we don't realize. The joke is upon us, we keep on falling in the same trap. So protect your private part. Read now with me, O Muslim, authentic hadith in Muslim Ahmad. Allahumma hassin farji, O Almighty Allah, protect my private part. Wazakirin Allah kathirun wazakirat, study the entire Quran Sharif. You will not find the word kathira mentioned for any action except for zikrullah. Remember Allah Ta'ala, tilawat of Quran, durood sharif, istighfar, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allah Akbar. The world cannot find peace today because they only worried of the physical body. Islam came with a panacea and solutions. We have to nourish our inner body, our soul also. 
Allah bizikri Allahi tatmainul qulub. When you remember all, my Allah, the heart will find peace, contentment, gratification, peace, and tranquility. Wazakirin Allah kathiron wazakirat. Those believing men and women who remember Allah abundantly, profusely. Today is Jumu'ah Friday. Go read Surah Al-Jumu'ah, the chapter on Jumu'ah Friday, chapter 62, verse number 10. فَإِذَا قُذِيَتِ الصَّلَاةُ فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَبَتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ Chapter 62, verse number 10. Now Jumma Salat is finished. Go back to your shop. Go back to your job. Go back to your farm. And then, وَذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ Remember all, Mighty Allah, Jalla Wala, abundantly, even in your shop and job. Then when you have these ten qualities, For those females and males who have these ten qualities, Allah has prepared for them forgiveness. Yes, you be human beings, we are sinners, and we cry, we beg Allah for forgiveness. A magnificent reward from all, Mighty Allah, Jalla Wala. Let us take you around the world with the news, views, interviews, and we will see what is really happening. And we start there with the genocide in Gaza. Say Allah Akbar, Alhamdulillah, three Jutlas dispatched straight to hell. You Jutlas, you can't beat us. We take your soldiers on and your army on, your Israeli diaper force. And you Haramis, you mass murderers, you Zionists, you baby killers, you cursed nation. Yesterday also you murdered 104 Palestinians in cold-blooded murder. They're waiting to get and receive the food and the flour, and then you murdered them. And remember, even the Secretary General is appalled of the United Nations. He says there must be an independent commission to find out who are the murderers and the killers and what really happened. France, Macron says he condemns Israel, the international community. They condemn Israel, the cursed nation. All my is going to punish them till the day of Qiyamah. Chapter 7, verse 167. Instead of taking blame, they will blame everybody else. That is Israel, the Jutlas, the Jews, all tactic, anti-Semite, Holocaust, go to hell with your Holocaust. There's no six million, it's all big fat lies, you must remember. It's not even one million. So Olmet said it is Bibi's arrogance, Netanyahu's arrogance that led to October 7th. He thinks that he can do whatever he wants to, and now Israel is paying the price. So Israel is now blaming and accusing Moscow for destabilization and so forth. So why all this? Because now, remember, the pressure is on Israel. They don't know which way to turn, left, right, or center. Texas, what can America do? They lie to the world and say we are the superpower. In Texas, they're experiencing the second biggest wildfire in the history of America, and they cannot go and stop it. Allah's punishment is done them. Allah mazid fazid. Ya Allah, punish the Americans and the Jutlas and their supporters more and more, Ya Rabbal Alameen. 
So Israel claims to have killed 10,000 Hamas. How many did Hamas kill of you and dispatch to Jahannam? So mashallah, over five, 6,000, and that is your army. And you attacked who? Remember the civilians. You murdered over 30,000 babies, children, women, and men, 99%, 95% of them civilians. And you injured and wounded more than 75,000. Even your friends are getting fed up of you. Austria says there must be an appeal and made to Israel for a pause during the month of Ramadan. And we see Biden and Trump both visiting the border. They both worried about the November elections this year and the migrant situation. The migrants are entering into, into America and they can't do much because, you know, in the name of human rights and so forth, and it will become a big election problem for them. So they're just going there and there to just show a little bit of support. Bangladesh in Dhaka, big problem. So there one commercial site with burnt and 43 people, minimum passed away. Allah have mercy. Navelni. So he is the opposition leader there. He died about two weeks ago in Siberia, whether he was murdered or died. Naturally, Allah alone knows. But they say everything points to Putin. So he's going to be buried today. But where? They don't know who, which hearse will take him. They don't know which graveyard they will take him. So, so many police and security and so forth. But today is the day that his family has announced that he'll be buried. Pengue, the Harami, the super terrorist. And he says he's fuming that why they took away from him that he wanted to curb and restrict the numbers of Palestinians, Muslim entering Aqsa. And he says all this generous gesture of Ramadan and goodwill gesture, he's against all that. So these are the big Haramis, we should remember that. So let me tell you what happened yesterday. Yesterday we traveled more than 500 kilos, you know, from Johannesburg to Durban, just to give you the distance. But I mean the Eastern Cape. So, mashallah, in the morning, Maulana Ahmad Ishaq, mashallah, Hazrat Yunus Patel, you know, grandson came to fetch me from Port Elizabeth. And about 10.30, we left, about 12.10 or 12.15, we arrived there in Port Alfred. Beautiful, nice place. We had lunch there by his place, and my brother Faisal Tokwe, he came to also, because he is going to be our driver for the whole trip, mashallah. And he is so active in Jamaat, and they've been to India, Pakistan, 35, 40 times, all in Jamaat and so forth. So he's in charge of all the tabligh activities here. Very, very active. Allah reward him. So after lunch, then we had Zohar Salat, and then, mashallah, about 20 brothers came. It's end of the month, and it was a surprise. So many brothers came. We have a nice program, 20 minutes or so. And then quarter to two, we left from there. Five o'clock, we arrived here in Lady Free, you see. And there, there was a Moana Imran. So, mashallah, my brother Faisal Tokwe was driving also. And 180, 200, because, you know, his car doesn't have number plates and so forth. So, mashallah, so he just presses. I sit at the back. Aage he ikram and piche he aram. In front is ikram, honor, and back is aram. You relax, sit in business class, you see. So I just have sleep and whatever you eat, driving. So when we entered there, 38, 39 degrees, lady, for your first time in my life I came there. So anyway, there was a Pakistani Maulana, he gave Adhan, we read Salat, we had a nice, wonderful talk there. More than 50 people came. People were amazed, you know, with Allah's help. 
And one lady said, make me Muslim now. So subhanallah, yesterday we made lady freer, and we made one lady free from Jahannam, inshallah. Allah ta'ala preserve, protect our iman, and guide, grant us straight entry, direct entry into Jannatul Fiddos. Wonderful. Then six o'clock or so we left from there. 6.30, we were here in Queenstown, and here at Dr. Magda's place. Allah ta'ala reward Dr. Magda and his family. MashaAllah, they go out of the way, and they're doing the year 30, 40 years. Great work among the indigenous people and so forth. One observation quickly before we go for the Q&A. You see, in South Africa, we have many, many Muslim families who are very wealthy. And you should think about this. Now you got this one week before Ramadan. Just come here to the Eastern Cape. Go here to East London, and you must remember this Port Elizabeth, this Queenstown, and all that, King Williamstown. You got the king, then you got the queen, then you got the prince. East London, we call the prince, you know. So all this here, and in between, so many small little places, but they are Muslims. So if you as a family, families come together and put up one masjid, simple structure, half a million, one million. We're putting up gigantic structures, 50 million, 100 million, and it's 90% just to show off. You can put up 10 masjids here for 50 million and so forth and so on. And in all these small, small dorpies and towns, that will become a great Sadaqajaria. We have to thank, you know, our Dr. Bemati from Newcastle originally. We have to thank our brother, Dr. Our brother Haji Yusuf Jiva, and all of them, mashallah, that they're putting up the small, small masjids here, user-friendly, and the Muslims, they have a foreigner, Somalia, Ethiopia, Malawi, Zambia, Zimbabwe, Arab countries, elated, delighted. And you get an imam and see how much work you can do. Then the work of Dawat and Tabligh, mashallah, so that also is going on. So we make dua, Allah, Jalla accept everyone's so today, inshallah, Aziz will be 8.30 to 9.00, Mufti Aku with Mawzahid Khan, 11.35, inshallah, 11.30 or so, we'll link up with Makkah. Today is Sheikh Mahir, and inshallah, it will be his lecture, you understand, and khutbah and sermon. And inshallah, we will be going just now, 5.30 to the masjid, and inshallah, thereafter, we'll have nasiha and advice, and Jummah, we will have here in the same masjid here in Queenstown, and then then lunch and rest, and then from here, my brother Faisal Tokwi will take us there, inshallah. Just two of us, mashallah, to East London. Tonight our program is there in Beacon Bay Masjid, the new masjid there in East London. Monakara is there. Allah, Jalla make it easy. So a lot of ulama are required to come here, inshallah, because you know why? These small little towns, they have big hearts. Mawsalim Karim, inshallah, after Ramadan, I'm inviting Muslim Kareem. So, inshallah, that you come here, you speak well. Allah Jalla Wala accept, inshallah. Jazakallah, Mukti Sahib. Allah Ta'ala reward you for that beautiful review. Beautiful questions, Mukti Sahib. I am in the USA and plan to move to South Africa for the Dini Talim of my kids. I needed advice on location of a madrasa. A brother from USA. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Brother, we are honored you are in America, Washington, New York, or wherever, Chicago, and so forth. And remember, you are contacting us now here. And we know that it's six hours before us, so it's about midnight or so before midnight day in America. 
So which madrasa should you go? I'll recommend for you four or five madrasas. If you have some Urdu background, then you can go to Dalum Azadwar, Dalum Zakaria. So that's in our Gauteng province. Or in Natal, then, you know, depending on the weather and so forth, where you, your wife, children want to settle, then Durban by the coast. So there, there's Talimuddin there, Omana Imutala's Madrasa Hamid Hamidiyah. And if you want in the English medium and Arabic medium and so forth, then Newcastle where I was for 20 years. So my students are there, they're running the show, mashallah. So that is between Durban and Johannesburg. And if you want to go to our mother city, that is Cape Town, so there our honorable ulama scholars are there, Qasim ul-Ulum, named after Hazrat Muhammad Qasim Sema, rahimahullah. So go to these places yourself and go and see. My advice to you is you come before Ramadan or after Ramadan and take your son and go and see and then speak to your family if you want to settle down here. So Ahlan was Ahlan from America coming to South Africa. This is Allah's system, how we went to Karachi, how our parents cried, how our families cried. We couldn't even contact our families. Those days in the 70s, we had to book a call, Muslim Karim, you know, and then they would tell you after two days, you must come wait here by the telephone and they'll contact you via Rome, via London, via this country, that country. Today, every day you can phone. So free calls with the WhatsApp and so forth and so on. So inshallah, Allah ta'ala accept your sacrifice, my brother, sister, and your handsome, beautiful son, inshallah. I would like to know if I'm in, if I'm right or wrong. I'm 70 years old and I make parada from all old and young namahrams. My family feel that I'm an extremist. Please advise. Remember, you must not worry about what people say so that you must worry what Allah Ta'ala says. See, I give you an answer, my mother, my sister. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Uzgurullah. Remember Allah jalla abundantly, profusely, hatta yuqal innaka lamajnoon, that people will say you crazy and so forth and so on. So you mustn't worry about people. So you 70 years old and you're practicing on hijab, they very good. Today some of these people, they're old, but they're not cold. Hala halas old, marni kotni. So you mustn't worry, people call you extremists, terrorists, all. We must practice on the deen of Islam. You must tell them you're practicing on Surah 33, verse number 59. Ya ayyuhan nabi, kul li azwajik wa banatik wa nisa'il mu'mineen yudinina alayhinna min jalabibihin. You, Ya Rasulullah Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tell your honorable wives, and tell your honorable daughters and the believing men, our women, they must wear the hijab and the parda and so forth and so on. Today, some of these old men, they're not old. They're, not, they're old, but they're not cold. And you find they get very horny also, you know. So you must remember. So therefore, you don't worry about them. You must make parda. It's compulsory. You must remember that. Okay, yes. It's nice to be learned, but sometimes, as much as we know, we should also learn to listen. Listening is part of seeking knowledge. Yes, 100%. Remember that we must listen to whatever the story is and so forth. But the problem today, people want we must listen to them and get influenced by them. That is the problem. 
So people will go to the politicians, and one politician will say this, another one will say that, and then we get so impressed with the oratory, and then we give them our vote, and they laughing all the way to the bank and what have you. So we say we must listen to Almighty Allah. Allah Ta'ala speech, everything of Allah is more perfect than the word perfect. We must listen to Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that when the Master Sallam, speaks regarding a religion is based on wahi and revelation. Chapter number 53, verses number 3 and 4. وَمَا يَنْتِقْوَا الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْوِ يُوحَىٰ And he does not speak of his own desires. It is but wahi and revelation that is sent to him. So that is who we must listen to. Which politician are you going to listen to? Biden? Trump? Yeah, in South Africa? Pala Pala? Or who are you going to listen to? So we must understand listening is part of education, but who must we listen to? That's the question. So yeah, you bought the car, so they tell you you must go for service, 10,000, 20,000. Nobody asks any questions. They're the manufacturer. So Allah created us, created the universe. So listen to all, Almighty Allah. Listen to Prophet Muhammad, Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi And in that way there, we will find peace, tranquility, serenity in this world, inshallah. Sir, I am a non-Muslim. I've heard on many occasions on Islam radio that feeding one person for the entire year is better than feeding 100 people for a day. This has been playing on my mind. What's your eye on this? Remember, my brother, you say you're a non-Muslim. We honored that you wake up early to listen to us. Alhamdulillah, Allah give you, guide you towards the truth. You see, anything we do in life, it must not be for name and fame. It must be sincere. So when you feed one person also, but sincerity for the love and pleasure of Almighty Allah is better than feeding thousand people. And that is that for name and fame. Now today people call the TV, they call the press, everybody see I'm feeding this orphanage, I'm feeding the school. It's just for the media, just to show off. That is rejected by Almighty Allah. Swad Swad Dal our charity, voluntary charity for Muslim, non-Muslim. Ya Allah, I'm spending on this poor person. Yesterday when I entered Lady Freer, it was almost 40 degrees. I was perspiring and I'm seeing where I came. And when that lady embraced Islam, I felt that inner satisfaction and joy. And I asked my brother Faisal Tokwi, I see how you felt when it really, her name Maria. Maria means there to be fair in complexion. How you felt after that lady embraced Islam? He felt, I felt so much peace and tranquility. So we must learn to do things only for the love and pleasure of Allah. My brother, I give you one sentence. I know you want to understand the Urdu. Khulus meher fulus. Do things sincerely, and Allah will give you so many resources, so much money, so many places you will get. Allah says in the Quran, chapter 65, verses 2 and 3, When a person adopts the quality of taqwa through piety, Allah consciousness, Allah will take him out from difficult situations. And Allah will give him risk and sustenance from such avenues where he never anticipated and expected. 
sir, you are very quick to generalize other religions and you always use a blanket statement. Not every priest nor every nun are bad people. Why don't you do this against your own religion? Tell us a little about all the bad you guys also do. We all are not perfect, James Dean. My brother, I answered this question yesterday. I told you since when I generalize. I say chapter 5, verse 82. Your worst, worst enemies will be the Jews and the idol worshippers, the Hindus. Just see India and Israel, what they are doing to the Muslims. Murdering, killing, destroying our infrastructure, our mosque and so forth. But we say hundred times, never do we say every Jew or every Hindu, but we will definitely say majority of them. We don't say every Christian is our enemy, but we will say majority of the priests and so forth, they are involved in pedophilia. And therefore, the Pope has to go from city to city, country to country to apologize because where the priests are using their rifles and so forth and so on. And you know how much there is, how much corruption there is, right from the Vatican downwards. So therefore, we expose these things. Every day I'm telling you Saudi Arabia and all these Arab countries that are normalizing ties with Israel, they are murtads, they are traitors, they are the enemies of Islam. Am I not speaking against my own people? So therefore, I told you several times, we don't carry favor with any person, any organization, any politician, or any government. Our aim is to propagate Islam and not defend Muslims. Our aim is to teach people the pristine beauty of Islam. So my brother, sometimes people have selective hearing, you know. They suffer from selective amnesia. You hear half and then you think you understood everything. Sir, God listens to everybody, not only Muslims. So inspire your hatred for us Jews. Today I will stand with you and pray with you to ask God to stop the killings of innocent people throughout the world. It is not right to kill innocent babies. They never harmed us, brother child. My brother, you see, you're playing with words, and this is the old, old habit of you, Jutlas. You are a cursed nation. You kill the babies, but you don't blame Israel. Then you start blaming the world. You say, no, let's pray for the world. But you are murdering the babies the most. You are killing the innocent people the most. So you must say, oh, all, may Allah condemn the Jews who are the biggest murderers, the murderers of prophets and messengers, the murderers of babies, the murderers of innocent people, putting people in concentration camp for 16, 17 years in Gaza, stealing their land, stealing their farms, stealing their food, murdering them when they're waiting for food. So don't play with words and try and tell me I must echo your sentiments. No, that's an old trick of yours. That you know you are guilty, but you want the whole world to feel guilty. The Jews are the scum of this earth, and that is the fact mentioned in the noble Quran. Your forefathers' Quran said, Allah made them. He made them swines and he made them monkeys. Chapter 5, verse number 60. You pray how you want to, we pray how we want to. We don't believe in interfaith and we reject it totally. Salam, respected Mufti Saab. 
how do we identify between a weak hadith and an authentic one? Remember, you can't be sitting on your laurels and thinking of Hadi and playing with Google and Internet and think that I'm in this field 50 years, so you have to study so much, so much. I give you one example. Imam Bukhari, Amirul Mu'minin fil Hadith. And it took him 16 years to compile his work, Bukhari Sharif. He never used a single Hadith of Imam Jafar Sadiq, Rahimahullah. When he was asked, why you don't use a hadith, he said, I myself cannot distinguish. Satimuhu wa sahihuhu. There is so much propaganda from the kuffar, Shias, that which one is propaganda and which one is authentic to de decisively decide is very difficult. So remember, you need to give your life for it and then study. Imam Bukhari's teacher was who? Ali ibn al-Madini. Ali ibn al-Madini used to say, that ilmu rijal, nisfu ilmil hadith, that when you study the rijal, we are the only people on the face of the earth who have the science and discipline of the science of the transmitters and the narrators and reporters. So he said that once you master that and learn that, then you understood half the field of hadith. So remember, there's an orientalist, Montgomery Watt. Montgomery Watt, he writes, he died a non-Muslim. In his work, he wrote formative period is his work. The author is Montgomery Watt, W-A-T-T. -T. He said, you Muslims are the only people on the face of the earth. You have 500,000 reporters with their profile, who they studied, who their students are, and therefore you know which hadith is authentic and so forth. So it's not something we can just sit with internet and Google and sit on our lazy boy. You have to give your life for it. You must remember that. So you will see Imam Abu Hanifa said, Ma I never saw a bigger liar than Jabir al-Ju'fi. So that is how you have to learn. Go study the life of the royal reporters and so forth and so on. So the problem today is people, they don't like a hadith, they just say it's the if. People like a hadith, they say it's sahih. That's not how it works. You have to go to the muhaddisin and the scholars. So may all my Allah give us tawfiq. We just arrived here at the masjid with my brother Faisal. Allah Jalla wa accept everyone. Read abundant Duru Sharif and read Surah Kaf, the best gift for the best of Allah's creation on the best day of the week. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.